Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today, we have a special guest, and her name is Annie Kaya, and she's a home stager, a well-known home stager here in the West End of the GTA with a company called Home Designs Staging Group. And welcome, Annie. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is so exciting. <laughs> no problem. It's my pleasure. Annie, you and I have known each other for quite a while. I think it's about, what, 15 years, something like that? Oh, I don't know how long it's, it's been, but more, more it's than been 10, a while. Sure. It's, it's definitely been a while, yep. I know. And when we first met, uh, you were living in Oakville. And I know that in the last couple of years, you've moved up to God's country, up in the Halton Hills. <laughs> You're leading a uh, some kind of a country gentrified lifestyle up there, and uh, you have animals and horses or something. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh my god. I do. Yeah, I you know what, when I first started this business, I I was in Oakville. I was in Oakville for my god, many years. Yes. Uh, I moved several times. We had a warehouse in Mississauga. Um I and then yeah. yeah, and then one of my dreams was actually to build um our own warehouse. So that's that's what led me to the countryside and uh yeah, so I, I did actually achieve that goal five years ago. I built a warehouse um, in which we've been operating out of since then, and I love it. I, I don't think I would ever move back to the I can't the believe city. it. Meanwhile, I'm stuck here in the concrete jungle, and you're, you're <laughs> out there going for a ride on your one of your horses if you get too stressed out. Well, I mean, come I, on. Can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't actually ride my horse because oh, we yeah, actually right. have no, we can't. We have a mini. We we have a, a miniature horse, so she's tiny. <laughs> really? Um, okay. She's super, super sweet. Yeah, wow. she's super sweet. Um, and we actually have a baby. So our our oh, okay. our, our mom gave birth uh, at the beginning of the summer. So we have a baby miniature horse. You um, have a baby pony at your house. Seriously? That's amazing. I do. I do. We have, yeah, we have a goat and we have chickens and, oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah, I am busy, you know, on top of running this business full time and yeah. uh, and running the farm. And, <laughs> you oh got to go God, home, but, feed the animals, look after them. Oh, my oh, goodness. It's, it's more like I get up, I have a cup of coffee. I go feed my animals, and then I'm back in my <laughs> office, and I'm doing all the office stuff. And That's why you are so good-natured all the time. It's so calm. You never get stressed out. It's got to be the country lifestyle, I think. Oh, my God. I think it, I think it is. I think it's living <laughs> out in the country. I think it's, it's honestly changed. But that's, it's I so think that's beautiful. a dream, a dream for a lot of us. I would do that in a heartbeat uh -oh. if I could. Yeah, you, you know, it, it, it's funny. You and I are in real estate, so what I'm actually noticing is that more and more people are trying to get out of the city and move yes. up to the country. That's true. Um, our sales have skyrocketed, um, you know, in the countryside. So, I mean, it, it's, it's... It's a trend. Like, no uh, surprise. It's honestly, yeah, yeah. no surprise. That part of it is uh, just general affordability, although Halton Hills is certainly not cheap. But uh, a part of it's COVID-related, too. I think people are just Absolutely. fed up. You know, they're yep. surrounded, they're, especially condo lifestyle, and we can talk a little bit about that, that the, the condo market has diverged in the last little while from the yep. housing market. Just in the last month and a half, we're seeing a big slowdown in condos. And I think yep. people are just fed up. I think that they're, um, you know, they've decided that, uh, you know, they don't like having to touch elevator buttons and where there could be people in the, in the building who have COVID, and they're just, they're just fed up with it. And a lot yep. of people bought condos, smaller condos, 
who um, were kind of sold on the idea that it's okay to live in a small box in the sky because you'll have you you know your downtown and you can go out to restaurants and bars and nightclubs uh, and you'll be spending a lot of time outside of the house. Well, guess yeah. what? Since March, that's been impossible. So people have been uh, locked in their condos basically for the last nine months, and uh, they're they're fed up with it. And I'm I, seeing that a lot. I've had people, a bunch of people, also from Mississauga, that are moving out further to places like Guelph and Cambridge. They just want yeah. to get away from uh, the concrete jungle. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't know course. how people are. I I don't know how people are doing it right now. Honestly, living in the city well, and yeah for sure you're I'm you're still right. in the I city mean, people... I, I still am I don't have a yeah. horse or a pony what can I say I think that has what that's what's kept my sanity through all of this um, is being able to just be free up here and yeah. being able to you know I I mean we're still you know abiding by all the, the provincial rules and things like that with social right. distancing, but it's so much easier to do when you've got so much more space, right? Well, I'm happy for you. I really am. It sounds like a real dream lifestyle. It really does. It is. I have my little dream home in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and still well, working in the city, still working in the GTA. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we, we've got some great topics to talk about. Yes, uh, you and I chatted a little bit last week about uh, some topics that we could cover. And um, I know a lot of people are interested in staging. Staging is kind of a newer concept, I think, just over the last less than 20 years. And uh, But I, I think there's a great psychology involved. And people have come to expect staging when they put their house up for sale because they want their house to look the best, whether it's a house or yeah. a home. And, uh, Go ahead, sorry, Annie. No, I was going to say, you know what, staging has become more and more popular in the last 15 years. I've been doing this for 15 years, and certainly, you know, it, it's uh, it's different than when I started. I mean, when I first started this business, it was more about educating, you know, the public on the importance of, you know, going the extra mile and explaining and educating what staging is, and now it is second nature almost. You know, it's um, mm -hmm. it's almost strange if you're not doing some kind of staging you know in your home before you list it right it's almost expected absolutely and buyers have come to expect that uh, they're they're the bar is set a lot higher now with buyers these days where they oh, want yeah. any house that they're going to make an offer on to look spectacular if possible yeah and that's, right. that's where you guys come in so and you have a talent i've watched you uh, i <laughs> wish i had this talent when i walk in a room especially an empty room let's say it's a vacant house i just have no clue what would look good and where it should be. Uh, and I've watched you, and you just know instantly what to put <laughs> where. And I'm, I know, okay, I'm buttering you up a little bit, but it's the truth. And uh, it's a skill, I think, that only certain people have to just Aww. visualize. No, I mean that sincerely. And um, I've worked with a few stagers, but uh, you definitely are a natural, where you just Thank know you. instantly. By the way, folks, I'm going to put Annie's uh, contact information in the in the text underneath the podcast today so you'll be able to reach out to her. Um, anyway, so, and she comes highly recommended by me, that's for sure. So, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so, you talked about a few, one of the things that you had mentioned to me, one of the questions that, uh, that I wanted to ask you and was the importance of homeowners decorating their homes as the builder intended. And I yeah. thought, well, that's, that's a very interesting sentence. 
and a very interesting idea. And could you explain a little bit about what that means? For sure. Honestly, it's probably one, you know, one of the things that comes up um, more often when I'm doing consultations. You know, it is so, so common for me to walk into a home, especially the, the newer, the newer builds, the smaller homes, um, you know, the homes that have that living room, dining room, you know, combination space most, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, you know, I'll go into those spaces and people are just not using that space the way the builder had intended, you know, and that, and that's normally one of the first things that I try and explain to a seller is how important it is, you know, to return that space to the way the builder had intended that space mm -hmm. to be used. So if the builder and the listing agent is going to be listing that space as a living, you know, as having a living room, dining room, family room um, mm -hmm. in the home. It's so important for buyers to be able to see that because that's what they're looking at on the listing um, information. Absolutely. So it's so, so common. I mean, you know, how many of you out there, you know, have that typical tiny um, living room, dining room combination space. And when you moved into your home, you know, you just can't figure out how your furniture is going to fit in there. So, you know, yep. a lot of you out there are using it as a living room, right? Just the living room because you can't possibly right. imagine squeezing a dining table, you know, and some chairs in there. Um, that's and right. that's okay. You know what? For you to live in your home like that, um, that's okay because that's how you and your family need to use that space. Or it could be the reverse, right? It could be that you need a big dining space and you necessarily don't need that formal, you know, living space that really, who, who sits in their formal living room anymore? Like nobody, mm, that's right? True. That's um, true. So, you know, what I always try and remind um, sellers is that when it comes time to listing, you know, the way that you live in your home is, is not necessarily the way that you're going to be listing it, you know, and that needs to be okay. And it's temporary. Um, and that's where stager comes in because, you know, take, for example, if you are, if you are using that space as a living room, you may not have a formal dining Set, right. or you may not have a small enough set um, mm -hmm. that fits in a space like that, right? That's where a stager can come in um, and actually reorganize, maybe even use some of the stuff that you have, um, but make sure that that space um, is returned to the way that the builder had intended that space to be used, right? And that's probably, that's one of the most common spaces, but another common space that um, is often used not um, the way the builder had intended. How many of you work from home? right? Um, yes. If you have an extra bedroom and you don't necessarily need a guest room, right? But you need that home office. Especially well, that's all, that's all great. Yeah. And you know what? And we're going to touch a little on, um, you know, working from home and, and all of that on our next topic. But returning the space, just going back to that, the way the builder had intended that space to be used, you know, you've got to remember that someone looking at that listing, let's say you've got a four bedroom, but you're only using three of them as mm -hmm. bedrooms. Um, and the fourth one is an office, right? That buyer that's looking at the listing and is looking at, you know, a four-bedroom home may actually need that fourth bedroom as a bedroom, right? So it is so important for you as the seller to be able to showcase that space, again, going back to the way the builder had intended that space to be used, right? If it has a window, if it has a closet, um, and if it has a door, um, you know, it's typically a bedroom or a plus um, so really, really, really important, right? That's a very that's interesting, very interesting. I see that all the time, especially with dining rooms. A lot of times people just, yep. they don't have a dining room table or they're just using it for something else. You can see there's a, there's a plug in the ceiling where there should be a chandelier. Uh, yep. But they're, uh, again, you're painting kind of a picture 
in three dimensions when you're putting back a, a dining table of some sort there so that the buyer can visualize how they can that's use that space. And, and you know what, and that's when using a stager, I meet a lot of people, and, it, and it's funny because it comes up all the time when I tell people, the builder had intended this space to be a living dining combination space. You know, right. people look at me, sellers look at me and go, oh, there's no way, there's no way, it's too small. And I say, you know what, <laughs> leave it to me, leave it to me, less is more, it's all about honestly creating that space the way that the listing is going to be um, portrayed on paper. So. Um, that's you know that's when working with a, a skilled a skilled stager is is very very helpful. <laughs> no, well, I totally agree, and that's that's a great one. And again, we talked about these questions last week, and that's one I would not have even thought of. Again, being a not a stager at all and having no clue when it comes to visualizing how to lay out a house, but that's yeah. a great idea. And you touched yeah. upon something I think that is so critical this year. You're talking about uh, considerations for workspace in the home. And I think this year, 2020 has been such a, a bizarre and strange year. I mean, honestly, Annie, who, who would have predicted back in February that no. by this time we'd be living in stage two of a, a global pandemic where people are, you know, sick and dying around the world and, and we're in lockdown for the second time. And um, many, many people are, are working from home. And they have been for months now. And they were, this is something new. They, they hadn't planned yeah. on it. But it just uh, it just happened, and yeah. so what what are your thoughts on that on on staging a workplace in the home? Is that more important now than it used it, to be? It absolutely is, Randy. Oh my God, it has never been more important. Um, you know, and then I talk about um, returning the spaces to the way that they were intended to be used, um, mm -hmm. but there is a bit of an exception to that. You know, we're seeing you know this this trend, and it's not even a trend; it's almost like it's the new norm for people mm -hmm. to to be working from home. You know, so for us as stagers, is you know, we have had to to really pivot and and almost um, you know think outside the box and think, okay, where can we create that work from home environment um, for that potential buyer? If it doesn't exist, let's say you've got a home that. That didn't, that didn't come. The builder hadn't, didn't intend, you know, to have an office right. or, um, you know, didn't intend to have that little, that little nook or, or wherever. What do you do, right? It is so, so, so important, you know, and I, and I am a firm believer, honestly, that there is somewhere in everyone's home where, I mean, <laughs> look around, right? Like how many of you are working from your dining space? How many of you I'm are working, working from home? <laughs> Yeah, I'm right yeah, now. I'm in my sure. place, and uh, I'm actually at my desk, and actually in the living room. Um, yeah, but that, this has been the norm for, since that's, March. That's now. right. But it see and, and see, and that's a good point. It's not necessarily something that you would want to like. How do you, you know, showcase? It's not something that you would want to showcase during the listing process. Is you know, hey, a laptop in a dining room. Like that's not gonna. Right. It's not gonna photograph very well. That's right. right. So as stagers, it is so 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 important to really look and think outside the box, right? Maybe the builder hadn't intended, you know, a workspace, but there is a workspace that does, you know, it is in, it is in everybody's home, right? Yes. So where can you create that space? Is it, you know, a little unused corner of your basement? And I know that that's not the most glamorous, you know, office. No. Nobody wants to be stuck in a dark, you know, maybe cold basement. Um, but there are a lot of ways where you can warm up that space, right? And it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be, complicated and it doesn't have to you don't have to go out and get this you know big office suite 
right. it could literally be, you know, as stagers, I mean, we just did a house um, last week where um, we had removed. So our seller was working from home and he had this gigantic desk in his master bedroom. And I thought, you know, well, in the master bedroom. In okay. the master bedroom. I thought, okay. how unromantic is that? Right? Like I can't I, I can't stage, you know, with this uh, big desk. But right. he needed a work from home. Um, and this was a condo. Right. This was this was, you know, there was there was literally no space to do an office. So I thought, like, what can right. I do to kind of make this a little less of an office, but still with the intent that you could use that space as an office. And really what we came up with was brilliant it photographed beautifully um, we ended up using a glass console table with just a really cute modern chair with a little lamp um, you know and then like some little greenery on it and we placed it in front of the window and all of a sudden it just it it solved that buyer's question of well, where can I work from home you know and it's not that's, that's romantic brilliant. right wow. um, it, but it's it better than a big desk <laughs> That's right. It yep. was the best solution for that one, you know, and again, I mean, going back to past listings, and this has been, you know, something that has been more and more common um, in the past, like, six months. Where can we create that work from home um, space, right? We did it um, in a sunroom. We had, we had a space where um, we actually converted that into an extra family room slash um, children's um, schooling slash work from home office. So it was kind of, you know, a space where the family could gather, um, but everybody was, you know, had their own little corner and that worked out well, right? So you, you kind of, you need to look outside the box yeah. and think like, where can we create or even give, you know, the, the idea that, you know, a new buyer um, could work from home. It is, I, is so, so, so important. I think that's brilliant. I really do. And, and again, a year ago, nobody would have even thought of that but in, the, I know. in the reality that we're living in today. And it could end up being um, you know, permanent, maybe. Uh, a lot yep. of companies are saying they're going to continue to let their, even after COVID is finished, uh, that yep. they may let their people work from home. So I, I think know. that's a very great idea. I really do. Yep. You also just mentioned just now, uh, the other thing that has happened to a lot of people, uh, although the kids are back in school right now, uh, there was a long time when they weren't. And so There's are there still kids that sort of interrupt Randy. There are still so many kids. I'm still going into homes now doing consultations where parents have opted to keep their kids home. Ah, okay. um, so that is still there. There's the virtual classroom. I was in a house um, last, uh, what's today? Thursday. I was in at the beginning of the week. I was in a, a house where the children were doing schooling um, from home. It was a classroom. Um, so you could hear the other kids in the classroom, but it was for them, it was online. So it was online classes. So it is still the kids have had the option this year. Yep. Kids have had the option to well, parents, I should say have had the option to either send their kids back to school or um, have the virtual classroom option. So that is again, another, you know, um, so Annie, Annie, would you say then just as there now is, a, you know, it's an important consideration for adults to have a work area in the home, is it also an important consideration to have a work and play area for kids in the home? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah. Absolutely. So, you know what? I was going to say five years ago, but it's not even that long. I'd say maybe a year ago, you know, if we had, um, you know, all of this kind of desk and, you know, a little, uh, you know, if you take a children's extra bedroom, mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, a year ago, my recommendation would have been to just 
keep the bed, keep the dresser, you know, keep the nightstand and get rid of everything else because space is what we're yes. selling. Yes. You know, we need to showcase as much space as possible. And unfortunately, that means sometimes eliminating some of those pieces that families live with quite a bit. Well, you know, decluttering, and, and, and number now, one, I think. Exactly. And now, you know, we're revisiting that and thinking, well, maybe we can do away with the dresser, but maybe we'll keep the desk, you know, mm -hmm. and, and because that's what buyers are looking for. Where can my son or daughter have, you know, a quiet um, place where they can do their Zoom class or their virtual classroom where it's nice and quiet and it's their own space, right? So it's more and more common for families to really need um, that quiet space for their children. And it doesn't have to be in a bedroom. You know, it can be in a basement. It can be in a sunroom. You know, it could be maybe in the corner. We've done it actually in a, a family room. It wasn't the ideal location, but it was the only location, um, you know, that we could do it. And there are ways to really, again, paint that picture and keep it simple so that your listing still photographs beautifully. You know, you're still showcasing, for example, a family room but, you know, you've got that little corner that is designed and, and uh, um, you know, dedicated for your child, you know, to do their studies, to do their their. their I think class, that's such studies. a great idea. And, again, this is something new, but you guys have seized upon that. That's great. That's a great yep. idea. Yeah, it, mm. I mean, that's what buyers are looking for, right? So it, yeah. it's important that, you know, that we make it easy. We make it easy for potential buyers to to answer to answer those questions that they may right. have right where, where am i gonna yeah where am i gonna work from and where are my kids gonna you know, work and study from and play, play yeah in this that's as well. right it's wow 2020 i'm telling you people 2020 is a year we are never gonna forget <laughs> i think i think we're gonna be we're gonna be very eager to want to forget um this year and move on but i'm telling you this is this is going down in the history books that uh absolutely yeah, very, very Well, we're different. getting near the we're getting near I, the end of the year. There's not that much oh, further to go. I, and, I uh, know. And I have another one. I have another question for you. This is a zinger, and you probably have heard this at least once or twice before. I have been asked many times by people uh, when they're putting their house up for sale at the end of the year, this time of year, early late November, early December, should they decorate their house for Christmas once it's when what they're putting it up question. for sale? What a great question. And Thank you know you. what? I'm so happy to talk about that because it is such a happier topic than COVID. <laughs> Who's tired of talking about COVID <laughs> and, and social you. distancing and all that stuff? I mean, this is definitely, it's going to be a different, you know, kind of Christmas this year. We know that. Right. Um, but yeah, do you, you decorate, do you decorate for Christmas or do you not decorate for Christmas? <sighs> I get asked this. Yeah, I say call yeah. Annie. Call Annie. She'll <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. So do you decorate? Well, you know what? I, I say you can, but I would say keep it simple. Keep it light. You know, you've got to remember, you've got to look at, say, first, you've got to look at your demographics and your market. Yes. Um, do you live in a neighborhood where, you know, predominantly people don't celebrate Christmas? right? Um, maybe you're the minority on that street that celebrates Christmas that has got the Christmas lights and all that stuff and everybody else is like Christmas, like, you know, we don't celebrate that. Um, mm. So it's not, it, it, it's a religious thing, right? Um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying don't, don't celebrate and don't, I mean, obviously you want to celebrate, but, uh, you know, decorating. Uh, 
you've got to keep it simple. You've got to really, really keep it simple. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, to keep in mind. When people are walking into your home, um, you want it to feel like a space that they can connect with. You know, yes. um, so if you so are true. decorating for Christmas, keep it, keep it very, very simple. Maybe have a Christmas tree, um, but just a few little things. You know, it doesn't have to be the year that, you know, if you've decided to list and, and you're listing during the holidays, maybe this isn't the year that, you know, Christmas explodes in your house. Maybe this is, you know, only mm -hmm. one of the Christmas bins comes out as opposed to all 15 of them. Right? <laughs> you just... <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> no. Just keep it. <laughs> but Don't overdo it. Yeah. Don't over don't overdo it absolutely but you also do want to keep in mind that if you are listing through the holidays the market real estate does tend to slow down a little bit and I'm not saying that yes. you're not going to sell through the holidays because I personally have always sold my properties around really? the holidays because <laughs> there's no competition in buying and that's that's, that's what I appreciate I don't like competing um, for oh. a home that I love, I like taking my time. I like being able to go and look at the home maybe once or twice or three times, you know, and then making a decision on my own terms, not because there's 15 other offers coming in yeah. and I feel so pressured, right? So, but that's my reasoning for buying and selling, you know, I during, totally agree. It's, it's funny. The, the slow months. It's funny. A lot of people say to me, oh, you must love it yeah, when, the, when the market was completely bonkers and there were multiple offers on every house. They say, oh, you real estate agents must love that. And the truth is, real estate agents hate that. It's yeah. whether you're working with a buyer or even working with a seller, it's just a pain in the neck where yeah. if you, you, know, you have a dozen offers on every single house that comes out, you're right. There's a total pressure on everybody. And what people don't realize is if there's 12 offers on a house, 11 people are going to walk away empty handed. And That's that, right. uh, then the real, real estate agent has to start all over again uh, with yeah. their buyer. And even working with the seller, it's very stressful when you have a dozen offers. I use a chart. Uh, or I used to, when we had the multiple offers, I would have a chart because it's hard to keep track who offered what. And yeah. um, so it's not, the, the, a more balanced market is absolutely uh, yeah. the best kind of market from a realtor's point of view as well. Absolutely. And if I can just add one more thing on, you know, decorating for the holidays, for those of you, you know, that, that are considering um, selling at this time of year, you've got to keep in mind if your home doesn't sell before Christmas, mm -hmm. you've now got these photos on MLS <laughs> that are all Christmas related, that are all decorated. Yeah, right? That's and then true. Come, you know, <laughs> here it is, the middle of March, and they're still that's, showing. That's right. Christmas I mean, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, this home's been on the market forever, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you may yeah. want to keep that in mind as well, right? That's a good point. You do want to be optimistic, yeah, that your home's going to sell quickly, but you know, it may not. Um, and then if it doesn't, you know, you may want to consider um, getting new photos done, right? Yes. You, you just get all the Christmas. So, so save yourself you know, the headache of, of having to take new photos, you know, and maybe just make it very, very light. I suggest the same thing if it's late spring and, and you had photos taken of your home and there's snow on the ground on the outside. That's right. And you're yeah. still on the market a month later and there's no more snow. It's always yeah. a good idea to reshoot those photos and That's uh, make right. it look fresh. Yeah. So, well, sure. those are all great. Those are great answers and uh, great topics. Um, are there any other things that you'd like to talk about today? Anything that uh, topical for this time of year? I know decluttering has always been something that uh, has fascinated me, uh, sort of from a psychological point of view. And I think <laughs> I might be wrong on this, but to me, it seems like that's the number one thing for most people's homes, especially if they've lived in them for a while, 
people Absolutely. tend to accumulate a lot of stuff. And, uh, and I know that's one of the mantras of stagers, um, decluttering and depersonalizing. And I get it. But do you have any comments on that? Is it something that people should spend a lot of time on, decluttering their house? Absolutely. My God, I think we as a society um, live with way too much stuff. <laughs> it's true. I know I do. <laughs> there is stuff, stuff everywhere, but absolutely. So just going back to my, you know, my, my original thing to, you know, turning the space back to the way the builder had intended, it is so much easier to see what a space was intended to be used for when it is just simple. Yes. You know, less is more, declutter, get rid of the family photos. And I know that sounds terrible to say it that way because I have family photos all over my house, you know, wow. and it's sad to think that those really should come down. Yeah. Um, but that's all part of the decluttering process, right? And all the little knick-knacky things that we live with, you know, let's take kitchens, for example. How many of you, you know, have a coffee machine and have the, the coffee pod trays and have maybe your sugar dish and then you have you know, your utensils, and you have your toaster, and you have your kettle, and, you know, there's tons guilty, of stuff on Guilty the as charged. Guilty That's as right. charged, Annie. Right? Part of decluttering means yep. just that. It means just putting away some of those items that we, as humans, you know, feel we need on a daily basis and going down to the basics. Keep it clean. Keep it tidy. Less is more. Same with bathrooms. Right, putting mm -hmm. away all of that stuff that we use on a regular basis. Is it a pain in the butt to have to dig things out every morning? Absolutely right. it is, right? But buyers don't want to see that stuff. Yeah. You know, you've got to make it easy for them to be able to envision where their stuff is gonna go. <laughs> and if it's, it's true. full of the buyer's stuff, you know, then it just looks messy. Not to mention it doesn't photograph well. That's you know, true. we are in a day and age where, you know, buyers now are um, relying so much more on the MLS photos, right? So it is yeah. so, so, so important that each space is photographed almost like, you know, a magazine, right? So it just gets people in there and, you the know, bar, and, and I don't know. The bar has been set higher than it was even, oh, yeah. even five years ago. People today that's want right. perfection. They want something out of a magazine. They really do. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and you know what? And, and that's what staging could, it could be as simple as that, you know, um, there are times where I go in and I do a consultation. And I say to them, you know what, that's all you need. You just need the consultation. You just need to do a little bit of touch-ups, a whole lot of decluttering, you know, pack yeah. some of these things up. You've got beautiful pieces, but they're, they're hard to see amongst, you know, all the other things that you live with. So just if you follow the consultation report, um, you're good to go. You're good to list, right? Like it's that your spaces will be ready. You've got all the essentials to, to, to make your space um, photograph beautifully. You know, so decluttering <clears throat> is sometimes, you know, the, the most important thing that you can do when you're selling, you know. I, uh, I do appreciate that. I do. Uh, one more question. What about vacant house or vacant condo? Is staging essential? Absolutely. Oh, what a great question. It is. You've got to remember that when you've got a vacant space, sometimes it is, most times, it is very difficult for a buyer to envision how to even, you know, design that space, right? Totally. Um, it could be a, a small condo, you know, and, and it's, it's the builder had intended that space to be a living room, dining room, eat-in area, right? And, a, and a, you know, if you've got a vacant space, people sometimes can't envision how to set up all of those spaces in that tiny little square footage 
right? So it is so, so, so important. I mean, not only condos, you know, I'm talking every kind of listing. If you've got, you know, a four bedroom house, let's go back to that. And you've got one of the bedrooms that you know, you would use it as an office, but Mm -hmm. it's a four bedroom house, right? And it's a tiny room. So what do you do with that tiny space? It's got to be staged as a bedroom. And I'm not talking Mm -hmm. staged as, you know, a baby's room, because that is a small demographic of buyers that need that space you know it is it's important you need to be able to showcase it the way the mass majority of people may intend that space to be used right that's another great insight thank you um that's something i've never thought of uh, because sometimes people have you know one of their bedrooms is pink the other one is blue and obviously it's for small children but you're right that the overall demographic may not have small children and that's right what they're seeing is, oh, we're going to have to repaint those two rooms. And that's, right. that's a very interesting concept. I would have never thought. Amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's important, right? So neutralizing. Staging is all about neutralizing. You know, it's all about making sure that any kind of buyer can envision themselves in that space, whether it's, you know, a family with young children or a family with teenagers or a family that doesn't have right. any children, maybe has their in-laws living with them, right? It is so, so, so important that those spaces appeal to the masses. Right. So, the, so, you know, a lot of times when we stage bedrooms, they're not gender specific. They're not age specific. Right. You know, they're, they're just beautiful. I guess you can call them guest rooms, right? They're more right. neutral. They're not, you know, it's rare to see our, our designs, you know, with pink or purple or blues or anything like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love all of those colors and, and we right. certainly do use them as accents, but, you know, we don't typically do gender specific um, right. spaces, right, or age-specific spaces if, yeah. if we can get away with it. My favorite, uh, a teenage boy where the, the walls are dark blue or black and there's all sorts of paraphernalia <laughs> by heavy yeah. metal and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, baseball like, caps, hockey stuff. Right. Oh, I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you do works. I know 100%. Uh, number one, it helps staging absolutely with a, with a professional stager. Uh, helps a house to sell faster, hands down, and it can also help a, ho- a house to sell for more money, house or condo. So I am sold on, and uh, I believe you're, what you said earlier is absolutely true. People have come to expect, uh, buyers have come to expect that a house looks its best. Um, maybe, their, maybe their imagination is going downhill. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> they, they need to see you know, they, what it could be. That's what they need to see. You know, I, I, bl- I blame HGTV. It's, it's all because of them. You know, all those home <laughs> renovation shows and, and people want to people feel like they're on those shows, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely, that's been great for my business. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got stock in HGTV. I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, no, but now that you say it, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, Randy, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you for coming on the podcast today. And um, once again, Annie Kaya of uh, Home Design Staging. And she's just a great person to work with. Uh, I hope everyone that you've enjoyed our talk today. And Annie, once again, I'm going to put your contact info underneath the, uh, in the comments section. And so people will be able to reach you. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, Randy. You're welcome. And I hope we get to do this again sometime. Sounds good. Book Art. me in. Okay, Annie. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day. And if I don't get a chance to talk to you, have a wonderful holiday, uh, Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. 
And I um, celebrate Christmas. Are you um, kidding? I'm not selling this year. Christmas is exploding <laughs> in my house. <laughs> and be I careful know. with those ponies. Don't ride them too much. You know, you don't want to wear them up. <laughs> oh. Oh, Thanks, okay. Andy. You're welcome. All right. Have a Enjoy great day. Enjoy your day. Okay. Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye.